0: This, 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 this is mythical. What's the best sparkling water? The sport crew says they have the answer. Check out their ranking of the best sparkling waters on the market, flavored or not.
1: Jack the Ripper, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy. Truth be told, the biggest serial killer isn't any of these guys. It's an inappropriate milk pour in a big bowl of Cap'n Crunch. Today, Nicole and I answer a very important question: Do you Pour the milk or the cereal first? This is A Hot Dog is a Sandwich.
0: Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah,
1: I put ice in my cereal, so what? That
0: makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what?
1: Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Scherer.
0: And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade.
1: And today, Nicole, I know I say this every week. Yeah, you uh, do. No, but this is honestly, this is a classic debate. This is a classic is culinary it? conundrum. Does it, it is. have to be? I don't think it, it has to be. be. That, it's shocking because there are <laughs> ones like pineapple on pizza where, where I understand, right? There's yeah, like, I get that. Yeah. Uh, uh, should boneless wings be called wings? Those are ones that I understand. But do you pour the cereal or the milk first? I had no idea it was a debate.
0: It shouldn't be a debate because there's only one right answer. It's the cereal first and then you put the milk.
1: And Nicole, a week ago, I would have agreed with you. My whole life, I would have agreed (laughs) with you. But like when we talked about doing this podcast, you and I are both lifelong cereal first pourers. Of course. Because to me, it seems intuitive to do that.
0: Yeah. Why would you? It it, doesn't make sense like ergonomically, mathematically, even spiritually. It doesn't (laughs) make sense.
1: That is the thing a lot of we always talk about people implying some sort of moral purity about different food things like when people talk about you should only eat a steak medium rare there's some sort of like elitism about it the cereal first versus milk first thing takes it to a whole new level where it's not about moral purity it's just like you're an actual psychopath yeah, you have bodies in your closet chaotic evil chaotic evil That's if you chaotic. pour the milk first so i decided Nicole, like uh, what's that show Mindhunter? hunter right yeah, where yeah. Are you, the dude Hannibal Hannibal, yeah, it goes in the minds of the serial killer, or yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: that's Hannibal. Is that Hannibal? Uh, Hannibal does I that. I thought he just eats people. Yeah, but no, it's it's the guy that works alongside Hannibal. I just finished Watson. Hannibal. No, who's Watson? That's uh, that's the detective. The point is, I decided,
1: I decided to. No, yeah, that's Anola, Anola Holmes, Anola
0: Holmes. Enola I've heard Holmes. it's a good movie, Sherlock, Sherlock. Uh,
1: anyways, me. I've decided to get into the mind of the serial killer and wow. go into the belly of the beast. And for a week, I bought I bought some nice whole milk. And I and I mixed it with protein powder because that's how I eat my cereal. And I got a box of Special K red berries. Wait, back up, back up.
0: (laughs) You put protein powder in your milk?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I like because I love eating cereal, Uh but I want to get the macros. I want to get this bulking season. I get that. So I want the protein. So I mix protein powder with milk, and then which is a whole separate
0: that's cereal.
1: <laughs> what protein powder is cereal? What do you mean protein? The cereal doesn't have protein. Like if they made protein-infused Captain Crunch, that that'd be a huge <laughs> hit for the bro community. The bro community, and and I think I can speak as in
0: there's as, protein-infused cereals. You know maybe? they
1: they do make protein-infused cereals. There've been a couple uh, cool companies out there, but the problem is mm-hmm. they don't like absorb milk, which we'll get into See. later. Milk absorption uh-huh. uh, functions, but anyways, in my Special K red berries, I poured <laughs> my protein milk sludge, which we can just call milk, first. For the first time in my life, mm-hmm. I've never done that before, and, and I did it every did day feel? for a week.
0: How did you feel? Tell us.
1: I felt more adult. What? I will tell you why. I think that I think I have ascended to a certain galaxy brain spiritual plane. So there are a couple arguments. Like, wh- what is your main argument for why you pour the cereal first?
0: It feels incorrect. It feels wrong. But the thing, to the like pour the liquid. Into a bowl before a salad.
1: You know what? I would have said the same thing until about a year ago. I started changing the way. So a lot of people actually say that <laughs> not a lot of people, like six wackadoos on Twitter have been like, hey, cereal is a salad because no, the milk is the z- dressing. No, this
0: is not the prompt. I do not want to. No, 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 this is going
1: somewhere. This is going somewhere. How Do you put your salad dressing on top of the salad then toss it?
0: Yes. How else are you supposed to do it?
1: I do it the complete opposite. You put the dressing in the bottom of the bowl? Of course I do. That way you get a much more even distribution when you toss it. And also, this doesn't necessarily apply to cereal and milk, (laughs) but this is going somewhere. I like to make my vinaigrettes in the bottom of just like a big old mixing bowl. Ugh. And then, however much vinaigrette I have, I add the salad to fit the amount. And then I toss it by hand, massage the dressing into the lettuce a little bit. My hands are washed. (laughs) This is how I make salads. And this is how some of the best salad makers I know make salads.
0: Okay, yes. I agree with you on that. But the ratio of salad dressing to lettuce versus milk and cereal are two totally different things. You can't
1: see this, but I'm doing the conspiracy theory (laughs) hand movements. But it's not about the ratio necessarily. It's about process, right? We're talking liquid first, Why then not solid ratio- first, no.
0: You have to consider all fronts whenever you're doing something. You can't just isolate one variable. What's the point of isolating variables whenever you need the whole? Int- I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: reclaimed my time.
0: <laughs> you can't. You can't consider one thing and not consider the other thing because you're eating a whole meal. Cereal's a meal. <laughs>
1: Cereal's a dessert. Like, can we just get that out of the way to me? Not for me. Do you eat it for breakfast? I eat. Well, you eat old man cereal. I eat old
0: man cereal. <laughs> so, no, it's not a breakfast. It's not a lunch. It's not a dinner. It's a meal. It does not have a time frame.
1: You should. We should. Because mm-hmm. I'm inserting myself into your yeah. business proposition. Go ahead. You should just create a cereal called Old Man Cereal. You ever been to that bar just called Old Man Bar?
0: No. You I don't know, do you know about out. it? No. Is it on the east side?
1: No, it's west side. It's attached to Hatchet Hall.
0: I've never been to Hatchet Hall. Damn it. Well, there's like
1: a bar within this restaurant that's like a separate entrance and yeah. everything. And when they described building it out, they were like, we want it to just be a bar where you can just go sit in a dark room and yeah. enjoy a nice whiskey drink. And we want to feel like an old man bar, not like a party bar. So it's, they just called it Old Man Bar. Is it
0: in between Finn Tapas, Finn Asian Tapas and Hatchet Hall?
1: No, it's like in Hatchet Hall, but you got to go around the back to a separate Damn,
0: There's a bar in Santa Monica called the Bukowski Bar, which has like three things on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a dark lit room. And you just order your drink and you leave.
1: That's how I enjoy yeah. drinking.
0: No, not me. I'm There's, more of a social animal.
1: You you go to like one of the, the giant margarita... Have you
0: ever been to Bar Lubavitch? Is that how you say it? Yeah,
1: Lubevich? I lost a jack an expensive jacket in Bar Lubavitch. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. I I used to go in the back in the car- karaoke room. Was that yeah, what it was? Yeah. That was a good time. Wow, I miss people so I miss much. people. Oh, got... I miss so social But now we only have
1: <laughs> our stupid arguments torturing our own thoughts in loneliness right now. <laughs> what I was saying, we, you need to create just a brand of cereal. It's called Old Man Cereal. That's the ultimate yeah. old man cereal. The ultimate like unflavored, but like neutral, like just flavored enough to make you happy. Kashi Goline. <laughs> Kashi Golene Crunch. Make me happy. Doesn't make happy. No, it doesn't make you happy. But you no. need an old man cereal that makes you happy. But anyways, point is what I like to do in the same way that I pour my salad dressing first in the bottom of the bowl and uh-huh. then toss the lettuce in it Yeah, because I love full milk coverage. So I used to think that I like, <laughs> well, No, you're saying you don't like full milk coverage.
0: No, I eat my cereal really fast, and I eat it, like, really crispy and crunchy. Well,
1: then you're the perfect candidate for pouring the milk first. No, I'm not. Because Because that's the one Because it cascades
0: over the whole entire cereal.
1: No, you pour the milk first and then you pour the cereal and the cereal floats on top. Oh, but you're eating dense cereal, aren't you?
0: Yeah. See, this oh. is the issue. I'm not eating beautiful, fluffy, gorgeous. No, I'm not doing that.
1: That's a game changer in this whole yeah, discussion, yeah. See, isn't see, it? Yeah,
0: I'm a little bit of an, I'm an outlier.
1: Because that, I, I'm also an outlier in the sense of... <laughs> I put protein absorbed, goo in your... <laughs> I a protein goo, so that's a yeah. different absorption rate. Yeah. But, but yeah, I use a pretty thin protein. Um. But anyways, uh, the one huge argument that a lot of people use for pouring milk first uh-huh. is that the cereal floats on top. So you. (laughs)
0: Not for me. But not for
1: you because you're eating just like the the crunchy gravel.
0: I'm eating grape. I love grape nuts. Whoever hates grape nuts just doesn't have a distinguished palate. There's nothing I love more than those little wheat pebbles. And then some of them are like crunchier than the other ones because I think they mix up their batches. I don't know. I'm not sure. Sorry, post. Um, But like sometimes there's like really large kernels that get really, really hard. And they, no matter how much time you soak them in milk, they just stay hard. And then sometimes it turns into. So much and I really enjoy that.
1: As a member of the soft teethed community, <laughs> not only am I only eating fluffy cereals.
0: What's a fluffy cereal like Captain, like, like,
1: like kicks. Think about kicks, right? Oh my They're like God, a I life. Love. You could you could create a life jacket out of kicks that float so hard. They hit the milk and they bounce.
0: I used to love kicks. Wow. Yeah. So many cereals I love.
1: They're good. There's a lot of pleasure in like the kids' fluffy cereals. Yeah. But the big Proponents for milk first are that your cere- your cereal can stay crispier because it floats on top but like you don't eat fluffy enough cereal no, to I ever don't. have that be a factor. No. Because what I like to do I like to let my cereal <laughs> I will pour a bowl of cereal and then I'll like make my coffee and then come back to the cereal oh, 5 no. minutes later. This is how I enjoy cereal, I like oh, it to be, no. like we talk about the the fried texture of food, soaked in sauce, like the yeah. buffalo wing, uh, et cetera. I like that texture of like crispy <laughs> yielding to sog. I no like to way. get it in that in-between Schrodingerian state. <laughs> no <right>? way! <laughs> Where it's like a it's little bit cold. of crunch. It's cold,
0: it's too cold to be in, that texture's not as enjoyable when it's cold. Well,
1: do you have sensitive teeth?
0: yes yes I do I more variables I have Sensodyne and I use it this is not
1: sponsored by Sensodyne it should be no but I love
0: but it Sensodyne (laughs) works um (laughs) <laughs> I use Sensodyne once a day, and then I use uh, regular minty fresh toothpaste once the, another day. Everyone
1: asks for people's skincare routines. So few people are like, bro, give me your tooth care routine.
0: Okay, it's really simple. Uh, do you do oil- Have you heard of oil pulling?
1: Yes, I've never done oil oh, okay. pulling. So it sounds like I'd like throw up.
0: So <laughs> I did oil pulling for like a week, and my dentist friends were like, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, why? They're like, that is horrible horrible for your oral health that is disgusting don't do that anymore and i said okay so now i just use act
1: what's the argument for oil pulling right? i don't like, know the fads Gwyneth, draw, every, ev- everyone just uses the phrase draws out impurities i don't know what or that like means. releases toxins but those yeah. aren't real but you're
0: just spooning coconut oil in your mouth and you're for like 12 <laughs> minutes in the morning and anytime so
1: anyone brings up the word toxin they're like oh you gotta do a juice cleanse it's gonna get all the toxins yeah. out you just go name a toxin
0: uh, d- uh, dioxyribonucleic <laughs> acid? <laughs>
1: that, that's what DNA stands for. It draws out your DNA? Uh,. Ri- what where did I say? <laughs> rox θα- <laughs> Roxynio. Li- Deoxyribonucleic de- 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 acid. <laughs> no, no one can name a toxin because they don't exist. It's just uh, snake oil salesman. Uh,
0: I don't know any toxins by name.
1: Isn't that funny? The new snake oil, which I think is hilarious. And again, there might be science behind it that, that is not super, super available. But is anything using the term gut health?
0: Oh, yeah. Probiotics. Like,
1: there, there are 35 bajillion probiotics <laughs> per square milliliter. And you're like, Whoa. Uh. That's a lot of probiotics.
0: Probiotic cereal.
1: Oh, I'm sure it exists.
0: We should make it.
1: We should make it. This is the whole podcast. Lactobacillus.
0: Remember the first time we talked about a cereal soup and we wanted to make chicken cereal? Yeah. Remember I made it? Oh, yeah, you did make that. We made chicken cereal one time. It was good.
1: The point is, I like (laughs) my cereal completely doused in milk. And so what I used to do is I would pour the cereal first and then I would like...
0: (laughs) Do you drink regular milk? Yeah. Do you like... do Do you have cereal with almond milk?
1: I do. I, I like it. I don't find oh. because I'm already like mixing protein powder and gross things. Sometimes I'll do protein powder and water and put it on my cereal. I'm not picky. If if I had a a choice, it would be ice cold 2% milk. Mm -hmm. I think a little bit thinner, soaks into the cereal a little bit better than full fat milk. But I only keep full fat milk in my house because Mm -hmm. I use it for cooking so often. Mm -hmm. And if you do a recipe, I tried to make mac and cheese with skim milk.
0: Oh my God. When I
1: was just like, I don't want to go to the store. And I was at Julia's house and like there was skim milk there. I think it was lactate too. And it was just like (laughs) disgusting. The cheese sauce broke. Um, there wasn't enough fat to bind. It was absolutely terrible. Um, but anyways, I I would pour the cereal first. Uh, Special K Red Berries are my go-to because it's like in between sugar kid cereal and adult cereal. Yeah. Um, and then I would like spray the milk over the top, trying to get what the top mean? layer wet. I would <laughs> I'd like sh- I'd like shake the milk bottle because
0: but the top of a milk bottle is large and round.
1: Yeah, you put imagine- your thumb over it. No, I wouldn't like do the Rachel Ray olive oil thing, but I would just try and make sure that the entire top layer got wetted by the milk.
0: I'm trying to visualize this right now. It's
1: kinda of like a think like a swirl, like when you um clean a toilet bowl. Yeah, just like that. I don't are you supposed to clean a toilet bowl? Why yes? did you clean the place that you when poop? A, 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 You're ju- just gonna poop in it again. Ju-
0: <laughs> you have to clean your toilet bowl.
1: Yeah, you sound like Julia now. It's
0: so important to clean your toilet bowl. <laughs>
1: Actually, <Wait>. anytime <laughs> Julia comes over, I like five minutes before she's there, I immediately run into the bathroom and I'm like, clean the toilet bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the gross like toothpaste scum out of the sink.
0: You leave toothpaste in the sink?
1: Not like a lot, but I mean like you know we spit you spit the already. toothpaste out. You don't rinse it out with water? We're never gonna live together. I He's hate not gonna, you so you never know that together. <laughs> we. Could you don't know what circumstances are gonna happen. We're both gonna be There's broke. a high possibility I could live with you. Why not? <laughs> the mythical kitchen gets cancelled in like a botulism <laughs> scandal in two
0: years. Hey buddy,
1: knock you're knock like, gonna come in. Like you can't make fermented cereal. <laughs> you got room on <laughs> your futon? I need a place to go. No, I got beanbag. I got beanbag, not a futon. <laughs> it's not one of the nice ones either.
0: What cereal would you be if you could be any cereal? Would I be? Yeah, what cereal would you be? Not, not
1: what cereal would I eat for the rest no, of my no, life, No. what would I be? Yeah, what
0: cereal are you?
1: Like the essence? Um, yeah. Probably uh, Lucky Charms. I like really? you Really? Know, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they're colorful. I like that they imply a certain You're not benefit colorful. to your life. I'm incredibly colorful. <laughs> I'm so colorful. Look at me. I'm so wild and wacky. And You're animated. wearing beige. Yeah, well, I, I exclusively wear jorts <laughs> and black t-shirts and like... You know, I'm not gonna apologize for that. But no, I think lucky charms, I like that they imply a benefit to your life. You know? No. It's like it's like this is a charm. Oh okay. it is lucky, your life will be improved by the cereal. Whereas, you know, stuff is like blueberry it? is just like I'm gonna frighten you. <laughs> so I prefer <laughs> you know, something that benefits other people's lives. Cause that's me. I'm a giver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What cereal would you be? You're I... completely insane question. <laughs>
0: It's not, it's not an insane question. Barbara Walters asked Audrey Hepburn, if you could be a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Yeah, it's absurd, but it's still du- accurate.
1: I feel like she'd say, like, I'd like to be a Douglas fir.
0: Um, I don't probably know Douglas does. fir, probably some probably sort of, or like an oak. Um, I would be Oreo cereal. Oreo. I'm those? void of- You get canceled I'm,
1: and then you come back two years later even though yeah, no, no one really I'm wanted vo- you.
0: <laughs> I'm void of all nutritional value.
1: <laughs> no substance.
0: <laughs> no substance. I just taste good and then people get nostalgic about me because they miss me, but they don't realize what they got until it's gone.
1: You're the toxic friend. You're the toxic friend in the group that yeah. like people don't appreciate because she doesn't bring anything of value. They're like, Super Nicole doesn't make me a better person.
0: No, it's so true. But
1: then you leave the friend group and everyone's like, Oh, I miss her because you're like the instigator.
0: Yeah, my yeah. group chat is dr- bone dry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have friends just sending fantasy football memes. That's, so that's, good. Just, that's like our uh, men, men be sharing Josh, fantasy football memes instead of going to therapy. What's up?
0: So how did you feel putting milk first?
1: I will say I I mentioned this 20 minutes ago and meant to talk about it. But then we started talking about some other things. Uh, I I... I felt the same way that I did when I started making my dressings first. Okay. In the salad, which to me, it felt more adult, it felt more professional. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is just a rejection of the things that I grew up on. What you know, when like you grow up with certain ideas and then you like kind of like you're like, I want to branch out on my own. You create different ideas. As you grow up- Sure, yeah. That's how I felt up. pouring the milk first. Uh, I think I don't think there are a lot of valid arguments to why. You should pour the cereal or milk first. I think this is uh, a lot of these arguments come from a very emotional place. Mm-hmm. One of the things that people say and this i I can't agree on if you're someone who cares about the amount of food you eat, which I am not. <laughs> I'm pretty indiscriminate.-huh you know, I just kind of uh, eat things till I don't want to eat them anymore. yeah, but you like the cereal is the main dish, if that makes sense, right? And the milk is essentially the You say you're like eating a bowl of cereal, like the nutrition, despite cereal not having much, nutrition is supposed to come from that. And then the milk is like aiding and abetting.
0: Yeah. So why would you measure? It completes the the dish you are consuming.
1: Correct. But in theory, like you should be measuring. I know people don't measure the amount of cereal, but you should at least be like guesstimating the amount of cereal that you want. Yeah. As opposed to guesstimating the amount of milk that you want. Yes. So the milk should be dependent on the cereal. I do understand that. However, I like to think of it like how you make pasta
0: in mm-hmm. a way. Okay.
1: Because like again, this is like growing up, right? This is like uh me realizing that I should be making the vinaigrette or salad dressing first and then tossing the the vegetables, the lettuce and that when I realized that you need to like sauce pasta mm-hmm. in the pan. Okay, yeah. Right? Like yes. you're you should in theory have the same amount of noodles and sauce that you want, right? But since you're finishing I don't know. I'm saying like when you make pasta at home, right? You are finishing the the pasta and the sauce. Yeah, like and a good cook should. Yeah,
0: and then I add pasta water.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. you add the pasta water, etc. But like you're making the amount of sauce first, essentially, right? The so- no, the amount of sauce I determines don't. how much the pasta how much pasta you use.
0: No, I gauge my No, no, no. I always gauge my pasta first and then I make my sauce based off of how much pasta I'm going to eat.
1: Interesting. I always just make a giant batch of sauce. Uh huh. Not necessarily a giant batch of sauce. I will make whatever sauce that I'm making and I will have that in the saucepan and then I will add enough pasta oh, to that.
0: Interesting. And so then, we're totally opposite. And
1: so I I generally end up with like leftover pasta that's like cooked and that I just kind of put in the fridge and then I eat. It's like a rainy day, just yeah. like need some food in my body, put some pasta in. Yeah. But you're no. making the sauce to fit the pasta.
0: Yes, always. I always make my I always measure out my pasta with my hand see how much I don't even know what the measurement is I just say that's good <laughs> give me a fist of sketty. <laughs> yeah I'm like whatever this fist of sketty is enough and then I make my sauce based on that I always make fresh fresh sauces so I never use jarred sauces
1: yeah no I mean I mean never. I there's a couple jarred sauces that I do love I
0: heard Rayo's is good
1: yeah Rayo's is like $12 Who, who's got Rayo's money not I days? I
0: don't. Have, not I no I mean, I'm
1: buying like it's just called it just says Classico on it <laughs> You know, and Prego. it's like a dollar seventy nine, and you can Classico. see. No, it's not Prego. It's like a. It's like it's on the shelf. Below. <laughs> it's on the shelf below Prego. <laughs> but above the, Kroger. But above Kroger, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I love Kroger sauces. Kroger sauce is great. They like come in. Their Alfredo sauce comes in handy many, many times in this kitchen. Because
1: you just need like white creamy to a dish. Yeah, just toss in some Alfredo sauce.
0: It works in. It. It literally saves my my behind <laughs> on like eighty five percent of mythical food stuff. But Josh. I'm upset because <laughs> because you say that you put milk first and then cereal and you feel more like an adult. But isn't cereal supposed to take you back to a time when you were just learning your fine motor skills and knowing that, hey, you can use a spoon to put food up to your mouth and it gets a little messy and it gets a little wet, but it's like, don't you want to feel kind of youthful and young when you're eating cereal?
1: Nicole, I'm glad you asked <laughs> that because I contain multitudes. And I think food – no, this is this is real. This is going to sound stupid and convoluted. But food is meant to invoke several different things, right? Yeah. Food can invoke nostalgia and joy. Food can evoke sophistication and elevation. Yeah. And I think it just depends on what you want. I mean, you're eating old man cereal – Right? So you're kind of like rejecting the nostalgia.
0: No, because I was raised on old man cereal. The most, the only sugary cereals we would have in my house was maybe once in a while when mom would feel bad for me. She would be like, here, eat some Oreos. And then, or Honey Nut Cheerios. I never grew up with sugary cereals at home, in my house. Interesting. So for you,
1: nostalgia is old man. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Old man
1: nostalgia. Yes. Benjamin Button factor, you could say.
0: Also, I don't have, I don't eat my cereal out of a bowl. What? I eat it out of a
1: I eat what are you eating eating eat cereal it. on a plate no you weirdo you serial killer you psychopath
0: no no i eat it You're delusional it out of a, no, nurses let me finish i eat it out of a blue solo cup <laughs>
1: Why? <laughs> all, Pray tell. Why do you eat your cereal out of a blue Solo cup? I know those. So- because we used to exclusively buy the blue ones at UCLA because we hated USC so much that <laughs> so we wouldn't even buy the red ones.
0: Um, First of all, easy cleanup. Second of all, though.
1: <laughs> how, how hard is it to rinse out a cereal bowl? You don't even need soap.
0: You know what? You know what? I'll tell you why. Because... I used to eat cereal exclusively out of those little sippy bowls. Remember the sippy bowls? Yeah. The bowls with the straw. The straw uh-huh. So you could slurp up all the extra milk that your mom would pour for you, even though you said stop. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that because it's a really bright blue color. And then I eat it with a spoon. I had also, that the,
1: same blue sippy bowl. Yeah.
0: I, I did too. And That's from the 99 cent store. Yeah, yes, of course. But it was a pack of three because it also <laughs> yes. had yellow and orange. And then, <laughs> so it had like a, it has a wide mouth. So it's uh-huh. almost like a bowl, but it's deep. And then the grape nuts get stuck on the, on the cup and it's really enjoyable for me. <laughs> uh, what
1: we're learning from this is that the world of cereal eating is so varied and wide and vast and people eat cereal for different reasons using different techniques out of a plastic solo cup, despite being like an adult and culinary professional, <laughs> which I guess like the fact that chefs are just like, you know, they'll They're be drinking like a uh, Krug champagne out of, you know, a deli yeah. cup and stuff. Yeah. It's actually very fitting for yeah. a chef. I will say I did not like those sippy bowls Uh-huh. because to me, okay, so there is a reason. Uh, liquids taste more when you don't drink them from a straw. Yeah. Like beer tastes more out of a can than a bottle because you're getting airflow to juxtapose. Sure. I read like one article that said this. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it can be like absolutely verified, but it's something that I believe, right? Because you're getting like. Think about when you tilt a glass up to your nose or whatever, <laughs> you're, you're, like you are drinking through your nose. Think about when you tilt a cup up to your mouth. You're like smelling the soda, the coffee, the juice, whatever mm-hmm. you're drinking, yeah. and that adds to the amount of taste. So for me, I don't like to you know slurp my cereal milk through a straw because I want to get all those aromas and I want to go and get all that airflow in like I'm slurping down a bowl of ramen.
0: I don't know. It's, again, it's that nostalgia factor for me. Like, also, do you know that Christina Tosi made a whole entire line based off of cereal milk?
1: Yeah. She, 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 like, claimed to have invented. Yeah. Like, the dude who delivered me ice cream on his bike in Westwood eight years ago <laughs> didn't invent it. Shout out to Chul who used to bring me ice cream. Dude, that, that guy was a madman. He would just drive, he would just, like, Bicycle around with like uh-huh. a cooler full of dry ice and ice cream pints and deliver it to people from Instagram orders. Wow. Anyways, he was doing cereal milk before Christina Tosi, but well, I just want to say that.
0: Okay. Well, I wish I met him, but she made a whole brand based off of cereal milk. So cereal milk is like a big thing. So I feel like the only people that would enjoy cereal milk are people that pour their milk first because it soaks faster. Does that if make sense? Your,
1: if you pour your milk first, you're saying this the cereal soaks faster. Yeah,
0: because you are in. Whenever you're pouring your cereal, you're making a mountain Yeah, and you pour it over the mountain. But the- <laughs> I'm such a child. I'm so juvenile in the way I speak sometimes. It's yes. like, am I 27 years old? No, you're not. So it's like a cereal mountain and then you pour the milk over the cereal mountain and then it pulls at the bottom. But in the inside, until you like take your spoon and you break up the mountain, it doesn't get wet.
1: No, but either way, you're not getting wet until you break it with a spoon. Until you go in with a spoon. Again, as someone who's done this. F-
0: uh, no, because, because you well, don't have the Think fl- about
1: floaty cereals. Exactly.
0: Though. You don't have the flatness of the bowl or solo cup. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the flatness. So it's suspended in a liquid and it slowly starts to sink into there. And then the other layer starts to sink in there. It's like um, it's like the water cycle, Josh. Uh,
1: you're talking about Ricky Raindrop? You grew up with Ricky Raindrop, right? <laughs> no. You didn't grow up with Ricky Raindrop. You don't know about Ricky Raindrop. I,
0: who's Ricky
1: Raindrop was an anthropomorphic raindrop that shamed you into turning the faucet off when you brush your teeth. <laughs> no. He was a part. I thought he was a part of the whole California State School curriculum. I don't remember. We had him. like a dude show up in a raindrop costume every year. No. We're like, hey kids, I'm Ricky Raindrop. If you don't turn off the faucet while you brush your teeth, you're a piece of crap who wants me to die.
0: No, I don't remember that at all. Oh
1: man. Well, anyways.
0: But this is all like this is all about like it. We need to get the physicist in here. Yeah, yeah. we just need the physicist in here to tell us what the saw
1: rate is. From From my perspective, mm-hmm. a- and again, as someone who who <laughs> lived inside the mind of these serial killers pouring the milk first, what I have seen is that you get less even milk distribution when you pour the cereal first. Because like I said, I like to slosh the milk around the top.
0: Yeah, but that's weird.
1: It is weird. And I understand that people <gasps> might not do that, right? They probably pick one spot in the yeah. bowl to pour it in. So you're getting like partial milk coverage on the cereal. Mm-hmm. And then when you pour the milk first, you're getting almost no milk coverage on the cereal because you're creating a layer that rests on top. Are right? you going to continue doing this? The, I, was, I was getting to that. Oh. I am. <laughs> I am, in fact. I am now a milk first pour. if not. Forever? for Well, not about forever. I change my mind on things like all the time. Um, but for <sighs> now, I'm going to keep doing it until it no longer serves me, which is, I suppose, what you should do with any sort of, of custom culinary or otherwise. Yeah. But the reason that I will keep doing it is because there's a part of me might be related to ADHD that needs like order and ritual. Yeah, And sure, so what I, I realized I love to do is pour the milk first then the cereal goes on top and then the top cereal is virginal, untouched by the milk. And then I can use my spoon to push it down like the way that I toss a salad and dressing uh-huh. and I can uniformly then cover the cereal in milk. Got it. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, I do know And then what I, what I what let it
1: mean. sit. Then I go take a meeting in my bathroom. Uh-huh. And then, I, <laughs> and then I come out. My cereal is perfectly distributed among the milk and sogged up.
0: I understand your viewpoint and I respect your Thank viewpoint. You. But I will never do that myself.
1: That's fine. Is Do it? you think I'm a bad person for doing it? Of
0: course not. Why would I think? I th- Do you think I'm a
1: bad person I don't for think other you're a reasons bad that person. we haven't talked I think, about
0: today? I think this is a, uh, this is a psychopathic <laughs> tendency you have. And I'm sorry, but I think it is. It makes me uncomfortable.
1: I watched a really cool episode once. I think it was Amy <laughs> Schumer's show. Uh, full front. <laughs> not full frontal. What's it called? Inside Amy Schumer. Inside Amy Schumer. Where she, like, interviewed a psychopath. Like, someone who actually... Or no, a... Uh, um, sociopath? Sociopath. Mm-hmm. She interviewed a sociopath. And the guy was like, hey, look, like... Despite not really being able to understand human feelings, we don't all just kill people. Some of us are just like kind of confused. I still understand that'd be a good person.
0: I know that. I I'd like to that.
1: throw myself in that bracket. Okay. A benevolent psychopath.
0: I, I mean, I don't think you're a psychopath. I think we all have psychopathic tendencies, or maybe it's what's the other word? Sociopath? Sociopath psycho. I think there are tendencies that we all have like little like nuances of. This yeah. is just yours. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is looking up other serial killers for fun. Other. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Other was the wrong Wait, word.
1: Favorite favorite serial <laughs> killer.
0: It's Richard Ramirez.
1: <laughs> the Night Stalker. He yeah, was hot. I
0: also like the guy. What I don't remember his first I think it's Albert Fish.
1: Albert Fish. Yeah. Early a- early 1900s did some weird stuff. Yeah, those yeah, are my I'm two a favorites. big fan of Ed Kemper. Oh, Ed Kemper's. Yeah, a good... If I was starting a starting five basketball team of serial killers, the dude was like 6'8. I put Ed Kemper in the post. Um, anyways, enough about serial killers. What we've learned today, uh <laughs> is, I mean, honestly though, cereal is something that is so connected to nostalgia and so many people have so much ritual mm-hmm. built around. We talk about that with things like pizza, right? It's an identity food, yeah. like how you do this thing, and especially finding out that other people don't do a thing like you do it. You know, it's like a really interesting thing to find and then people naturally go way too far and over the board and, uh, uh, and performative in their hatred of the other on this. Performative hatred. Performative hatred. That's
0: what it is. That's what this is. Yeah. It's all
1: performative hatred, which again, I understand why it's like fun, right? That's the whole point of this podcast yeah. is kind of poking fun at the idea of performative hatred while simultaneously kind of doing it ourselves. <laughs> and I yeah. don't regret that. Not at all. At all. But no, as someone who was a lifelong cereal first pourer and switched to milk first, I will tell you two camps. You have more like than you think. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the introverse. <laughs> Spider-Man into the introverse. Oh, whatever. We're running <laughs> with that take. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are Like Casserole." Like
0: Everybody's got one and they smell like onions. Everybody's And you're pitchy, got...
1: and, you're pitchy and you should be hey, here. Everybody. And you're here.
0: Everybody's
1: got one. <laughs> okay. First up, we got Vigil Michael. Trail mix is a salad. Yep. No, trail mix is trail mix. Yep. Trail mix is a yeah, it's, you it's ever of nuts. You
0: ever had a Waldorf salad?
1: Yeah, trail mix can be a salad <laughs> ingredient, which is technically in a Waldorf no, salad. No, no, which ever... is what, like apples, grapes, mayonnaise, and trail mix, kind of?
0: <laughs> walnuts, and, grapes.
1: Well, the walnuts are the trail mix.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is, trail mix is a dried salad. <laughs>
1: uh, Ensalata seca.
0: Ensalata seca.
1: I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Honestly, Fancy Trail Mix, like, that's one of those things that I've appreciated as I've gotten older. Yeah. Like, Fancy Granola, Fancy Trail Mix, um, I'm into it. But it's still got to have generic M&Ms in it, ones without the M on it. And they taste just a little bit worse.
0: Yeah, they're mmm, mmm. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> They're mmm.
1: Melt in your hand and in your mouth.
0: <laughs> Nate Henry12345 says, I crush up my instant ramen noodles and make a ramen mush with salty chicken flavor. Okay, yeah, I, I love know. this. I love
1: it. It's porridge. It's porridge. You're making uh, uh, gook in Korean? Yeah, this is, this is just yeah. a noodle porridge, dude, and I'm all for that. One thing that I, I do think is strange is, like, the idea of chicken noodle soup in America. Mm-hmm. Because the noodles are just so over... Like, it's not like any, like, Asian noodle soup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what or do you even? Mean? Because, like, in, you know, ramen and pho, whatever, the noodles are, like, cooked fresh and they are served completely separately, Yes. right like say you're ordering takeout which i've done a whole lot with noodle yeah. soups during the quarantine right the noodles get added to the broth like at the last minute and that's the point because the noodles need to have a certain texture sure whereas like american chicken noodle soup it's just like i ah, throw the noodles in there and boil it for nine hours till it's a mush <laughs> i think that's interesting i've also gotten a lot of matzo ball soup and i do not like noodles in my matzo ball i soup. don't
0: like noodles in my matzo, ball the soup
1: matzo- the ma- i don't like when they're competing they're called like in economic substitute goods right yeah their substitute goods. Like the other day, I was just making a complete like mishmash of leftovers in my fridge. Mm-hmm. And I ended up with beans and potatoes in the same dish. And I got really mad about it. Because mm-hmm. every time I thought I was getting a bite of potato, I'd be like, mmm, potato. Bean. And then I'd be like, ah, bean. Oh. And every time I thought I was getting a bite of bean, I'd be like, ooh, bean. And I'd be like, ah, potato. Oh,
0: interesting. They kind
1: of distract from each other. You know what you should do? Cut
0: your potatoes in a different shape than the bean.
1: Oh, well, yeah. oh, oh, and that's a nice little fun potato. There shape. you go. Because, yeah, I would. If it was like a baked potato, like yeah. topped with beans, that's yeah, be cool it's with that.
0: That's different. That's different. Right. I don't like this because it <laughs> tastes, I can, I don't like that. I just, because I, I like long noodles.
1: <laughs> All right, we got at Jolene Joanne. Nicole, I think you're going to like this one. Savory oatmeal is better than sweet oatmeal.
0: Okay, so I made a tweet recently about cream of wheat being a savory (laughs) option, and I do think it is. I think we need to switch over from thinking things are automatically sweet or automatically savory. I think that's so whack. Carbohydrates are a blank slate. Oatmeal is one of them. Cream of wheat is another one. Amaranth is another one. There's just so many options. It's a blank slate. It's a normal flavor. It's all the same thing. And I think that they should be sweet, savory, either, either. It doesn't even matter.
1: I knew exactly what people were going were gonna to reply to your tweet with. when Because you, you said like you want like a coffee rub tri-tip on yes. a bowl of cream of wheat seasoned with something. And I knew everyone was going to come in and be like, why not grits? Yeah. It's like, bro, because I want wheat. I want wheat. I don't want corn. And I also like sweet grits. That's like a huge debate among a lot of Southern people. Yeah. Is there are some people who put butter and sugar and, and cinnamon sometimes yes. in their grits? Yes. And a lot of people, like, it's like the cereal debate where it's just like, you're an absolute psychopath for doing that. Sweet grits are really lovely. It's just like a dense corn custard. Yeah. Uh, and ditto with like, I, I mean, I obviously love savory grits just doused in hot sauce. Maybe put sure. some smoked gouda in there. Yeah. Top of the shrimp, um, some creole sauce. But no, I I love the idea of savory oatmeal. Like you said, carbohydrates are a blank canvas. Do whatever you want with them.
0: Yep. Uh, Aleski01 says I like floppy bacon and can't stand getting bacon that shatters when you bite into it. I'm the same way. I like my bacon nice and soft and supple and squishy.
1: Girl, hard Sam. I like I like a little bit of crisp that mm-hmm. then yields just a to the suppleness of the fat.
0: Yeah, just a little. Also, I went to the Rose in Venice and I had a really beautiful block of bacon.
1: Oh, like a whole a whole piece of pork uh, belly that had the, yeah. the bacon treatment. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: With some with some grainy mustard on the side and some garlic rubbed. Bread. It was delicious.
1: Yeah, I love when people take like pork belly cubes. Like they don't cut it into, right? Bacon is just made from pork belly, but it's sliced lengthwise to to keep that fat striation. But I love when people just make like thick nuggets out of it and then just give it the bacon treatment of sugar salt curing and smoking. Yeah, bacon's fun. It's overrated. We've talked about that, but it's still so fun. <laughs> all right, at Carrie Kacharski, a grilled cheese with ranch is the best combination. Oh no one can God. change my mind. Yes, sir. No. Absolutely. Yeah, dip all your sandwiches in ranch. I don't even need it to be a sandwich, just bread and ranch. Anytime I go to a restaurant, they're serving bread and butter. I I, I throw the butter on off, okay. off the table. Okay. I throw the butter off the table, Nicole, and I say, sir, a bowl of your finest ranch. Okay,
0: this is only acceptable at Cheesecake Factory if yes. you're eating the brown bread. Anywhere else, it is shameful, and you should go to food jail immediately. But at Cheesecake Factory, you take the brown bread, and you dip it in the ranch, and then if you're feeling freaky in the studio late night, you ask for the Santa Fe dressing on the side, too, and you dip your brown bread in that after.
1: I don't think there's any problem with that. Say, I mean, salad dressing is just a delicious condiment. Bread's a blank slate. I want to yeah. taste the salad dressing.
0: Oh, my God. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, I don't agree with grilled cheese and ranch. I like ketchup and grilled cheese because I don't like it, Josh.
1: I you for, like, sp- Spread ranch on... No! Okay, no, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking about, because the idea, I love, I love like, bad red sauce Italian food, right? Yeah. Where you're paying, like, eight bucks for spaghetti. Yeah. Um, and they always give you, like, the garlic bread that you're like, I think you just bought the frozen stuff from Albertsons, yeah. but that's cool. Uh, I, I love just getting a side of ice-cold ranch that comes straight out of, you know, the freezer that has, like, the two-year-old expired sure. Uh And I love getting the ice-cold ranch and dipping the garlic bread in that. But I'm wondering, could you take that ranch, spread it on bread and then broil that, and what would that taste like? Oil.
0: Yeah,
1: but I mean, like, you think a, a big proponent right now in the grilled cheese community is to mm-hmm. mayonnaise your bread and then get that extra crispiness. So
0: you're thinking instead of mayonnaising the outside, you'd be ranching the outside? Yeah. Huh.
1: Ranch it up. In the words of Eric, Eric Andre. Andre.
0: <laughs> I love Eric Andre. I have a big crush on Eric Andre. I
1: would ask him to come on the show, but I'm afraid.
0: Don't be afraid. There's nothing I'm to fear but Eric him. Andre itself. <laughs> uh, Chocolate ping pong boy, why haven't you been in Mythical Kitchens except in the corner? <laughs> I'm I'm present in Mythical Kitchen episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I like being in the corner because that's my little comfort spot.
1: You're my corner man. You're like Mick to Rocky. No, that's not true. We are equal equal partners.
0: Mick. Mick. Cut me,
1: Nick. Cut me, Nick. go, go me Nick. <laughs> All right. At hey, it's me, Isaac. Craft singles oh are my the God. worst. They no, are purely no, no. plastic chemicals and disgustingness. No, no. Let me educate you. No, hey, no, it's no, Isaac. No, no. Everything is chemicals. What do you mean chemicals? Name one of those chemicals. If you want to get myopic on it, you can be like, oh, it has soy lecithin in it. But what do these things actually do, right? Like everything, I don't think we should put all of our trust in the FDA. But if we look at foods that are actually dangerous for you to consume, yeah. it's uh, red meat. Right. Yes. The World Health Organization put out a report that said that, you know, uh, eating red meat, especially processed red meat twice a week increases your probability of having cancer by like 30 times or You're something. It right. at least 10 times. Uh, and then all these people want to come in and just be like, this has chemicals. It's bad for you because I don't understand science. Glyphosate. <laughs> glyphosate what? right roundup the the chemical that's in roundup they've had to pay billions of dollars in settlements for actually giving monsanto? people cancer
0: monsanto? it's yeah it's
1: a monsanto product monsanto. and then you know all these things that are like actually bad and actually hurting people something as simple as red meat and people come in with like craft singles or chemicals because i don't understand that all they did was melt milk with an emulsifier with cheese and then put it in a freaking wrap of plastic educate yourself
0: craft singles are are my favorite snack.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just eat them when straight I'm, on. When
0: I'm sad or not, when I'm just neutral, it's just there, and I just go ham. Okay, Debbie knows. My mom wouldn't buy Kraft singles, but Debbie's mom would buy Kraft singles. So what I would do is I would go to Debbie's house and I would eat a Kraft single, and I would feel so satisfied. And to this day, whenever I'm feeling weird, I eat a Kraft single, and I feel better.
1: Yeah, I like to place it on my tongue and then go. Yeah, yeah, I slurp yeah. Slurp it. I slurp it, and it kind of flaps around. It's in
0: also Martha Stewart's favorite snack.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow has a single cigarette. Martha Stewart has a single crap single. <laughs> it's
0: a single single. <laughs> single single. Kelso89, the heel of the bread is not for sandwiches. It is to keep the real slices from drying out. Heel of the bread? <laughs> that sounds like a metal band, like a goth metal band. He- Welcome to the stage, heel of the bread. Uh, anybody? Anybody? Think that's funny? Uh, No, I thought that
1: was uh, a poor reference to someone who does listen to it. A- if it was like um, that was
0: funny in here? You guys something suck. like
1: "Enemy of the Dead" or, or something, you know, a lot of these bands he- are really just Enemy called like of the "Sorrow dead. for Suffering." No, 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 Enemy. you know, like
0: <laughs> "Enemy of the kill Dead." Kill the Beast, heel of the bread.
1: It's <laughs> difference. It's a, it's like a rejected Weird Al song.
0: Um, I like the heel of the bread. Sometimes I make my peanut butter and jellies on a heel of a bread, and I fold it over.
1: The heel of the bread. So I, I feel like. The life I want to give my children, right, Nicole? I, I, I don't want my children, one, I want them to be like, you know, free from any debts and strife, of course. <laughs> but most of all, I want to be like, you know, prosperous enough so they don't have to eat the bread heels. <laughs> so we could just afford to throw away the gross part of the bread.
0: Okay, well, flip side, I want my kids to be so aware of their surroundings and where they are that they are grateful that they have heels of bread to throw away if they wanted to. And I think it's beautiful. But they still eat it because they know that. It's good.
1: (laughs) No, I I want to raise the same because I I don't want just entitled uh, a whole kids who are throwing away bread heels, but I want them to know that we could afford to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But no, but that said, uh, to me, the bread heels, what I do, I do keep them as caps to keep the real slices fresh so I respect that analogy. But then when I get to the end and it's just two bread heels, I use them before I work out. Like I like to have some sort of carbs in just any food. Mm -hmm. And so I'll keep like random scraps of bread heel. Like I'll keep a half a bread heel in a bag so I can just like eat it to get uh, some sort of calories. It's it's the utility calorie. It can go either in your body or in the trash. I mean, food waste is bad. Um, But you know, yeah, I agree with this. The heel of the bread—it's useless. Moity twenty-two eggs are absolutely disgusting. Uh, no, they're no, not. No, like eggs are the basis eggs of civilization. Are yeah. Eggs are delicious. Eggs are delicious. Get out of here. Get out
0: of here. Dull face, but the L's are ones. Great name. Cabbage is so underrated. Josh, I told you. I always tell you this. Stop. Ghostwriting tweets. I don't care. Uh, Nicole, you I have 12 to 15
1: me. burner accounts that I will use to forward several agendas online. <laughs>
0: Josh, you okay? can just tell me straight up. You don't need to keep hiding behind these these silly No, I don't need hide behind names.
1: anything. Like, whoever Dullface is could be anyone. But now that we're on the subject, <laughs> cabbage is the most underrated vegetable I run through a head and a half cabbage week. I know what you're saying, Josh. You buy a half head of cabbage? No, I buy three cabbages every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and they gotta be at least two and a half pounds. Oh my the God. cabbage is And I put that on everything. Like I will, you you can salt the cabbage, right? And make like a kind of like coleslaw type salad. Uh You can use it fresh in salads. You can top it. Uh, You can put it on top of soup. You can saute it. You can Mm. saute it in pork fat. You can Uh make top tacos. It's the ultimate thing. And and, and, and. (laughs) it's so shelf stable. Like it keeps for so much longer than lettuce. You don't have to worry about bruising. Cabbage is the ultimate Food. I, it's my favorite vegetable. You can, like, roast it whole. A lot of fancy restaurants have been, like, roasting a quarter head of cabbage and charging 23 No, they're $23. not. Charcoal? Charcoal in Venice? No! I remember. I... I that's cauliflower, me, silly man. No, <laughs> no, they started. It went from cauliflower because Avec New started doing. I love how we get into such like weird yeah. I, uh, internal L.A. restaurant yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avec New, uh, my boss at L.A. Magazine, shout out to Leslie Suter, shamed Avec New into stopping charging forty-eight dollars for their whole roasted cauliflower because they used to do Chateau right, which is yeah. a prestige protein. It's a beef tenderloin. Yeah, uh, they would carve it at the table for two, and it was like you know eighty bucks or something. And then they had a like carved Chateaubriand style cauliflower head that was $48.
0: Well, yeah, no, you're paying for the experience.
1: Yeah, but like that's not actually reflected in any of the cost of the dish. Which it's it reflected in be. the
0: service of the person cutting it. I up.
1: suppose. But anyway, she like wrote, not even like a big thing, just a small thing. And we got like a straight up email that's like, we're dropping it to 32
0: Okay, wow. And it was
1: like, good. Okay. I think. I don't know. Um, I've had
0: cabbage the way that you're saying actually now that I think about it I don't remember where but I'm pretty sure I had like a wood uh, roasted
1: Simone Simone the restaurant Jessica Largy was open for a couple months I have no idea what you're talking about she demonstrated the dish on the chef show
0: I can't help you no
1: I was at Charcoal with a bunch (laughs) of food writers and they uh he has this dish where, and you know this is the chef from Malice who's like yeah. several Michelin stars he's a fantastic cook and the food at Charcoal was, was really good and so was the cabbage but he took like you know a quarter head of cabbage and he like charred it in the Spanish wood burning jasper oven and then you know wrapped it in the foil with like olive oil or whatever and it kind of like steamed and charred and mm-hmm. you know everyone tasted this at the table and he gave it, served it like a yogurt dip and they're like oh my god the pure essence of cabbage is, is, <laughs> I was like bro is cabbage this is the food of the people this is blue collar food yeah you charge 18 bucks for a quarter head of cabbage that costs 16 cents
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with you cabbage is the food of the people it's the food, the food of every man it's every it's every man of vegetables
1: i remember i was at a friend's house uh when i was like a kid and not knowing anything about the world uh, and I always thought that cabbage was, like, fancier on tacos. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. You know, his dad was from Mexico. I've probably told this story before, but I don't want to tell it again. Uh, and he he made uh, tostadas uh, with, like, you know, braised, like, chicken tinga. Uh, and then he, he like, topped it with lettuce. And I was like, oh, hey, like, you don't do cabbage? And he was like, hell no. We, we're we not putting cabbage on it. We're not poor. Wow. And I was funny. like, this is a socioeconomic food issue that I did not know. The <laughs> lettuce-cabbage divide. And I'm seven. Uh, but now I know. Nice. And we were watching the Disney movie, um, Luck of the Irish. And wow. those two memories are fused. You were the
0: second person to bring up Look of the Irish to me today. It's
1: a good movie. Sans <laughs> us, I'm getting shorter. Nicole, on that note, on what other note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we've got new episodes for you every Wednesday. Compose yourself.
0: I can't. You're so funny. Do I do it in an, in an Irish accent? Yeah, yeah, hit
1: him with the Irish <laughs> accent.
0: I can't. If you want to be featured on opinions are like casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or and Handy's with the hashtag OpinionCasserole
1: Okay, I'm not gonna do Irish, For you Brad Pitt from Snatch. And hey, for more mythical catch and check us out on YouTube. We launch new videos every week.
0: And of course, if you want to be sharing your pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mythical Kitchen? You sound like a drunk person trying to so sound like <laughs> you're a drunk Australian. Person. I don't even talk about seeing it See next time. It's not a real Northern Iron accent. it's just a rap hit and side to like a statue. <laughs>